You're listening to the Happy Secret Podcast and everything about happiness. Your host is David Lilly. Welcome to this month's episode of Happy Secret. I'm David Lilly, your host. Now, I'm sure we all come across people in our lives who impress us, people who we admire for their demeanor, the way they present themselves, and their positive presence in all that they do. My guest on this week's Happy Secret Podcast is a person that meets that description, and her name is Claire Cahill. Now, living in Chesterfield, Derbyshire in the United Kingdom, Claire is a a caring mum. She's a businesswoman, a coach, and an author. And she's exactly the sort of person that exudes the evidence of being happy. I commenced my interview with Claire by asking her to provide a brief summary of her life background. Well, I was born and bred in Worksop back in 1974 and went through school having to work really, really hard, leaving school with five GCSEs with no aspirations to continue studying. So I went and got a job in a large financial institution and 27 years later, I'm still working for that company as well as running my own business. Um, I'm married to Martin, have been happily married for the last 10 years and we have three sons. And as part of so the last five years, I've been running my coaching business and that has really supported me and my family. Okay, so really interesting to meet someone who's actually still working in, let's, can I call it a corporate career? Yeah. And also working in your own role. How does your employer feel about that? Are they comfortable with that? Yeah, so I've got a really good relationship with my employer and shared with them what my aspirations are. And what they understand is is that the benefit of having a qualified coach employed by them is is that I can actually bring my coaching skills into the business. Mm. And so they benefit from having a qualified coach work for them. And obviously all of the people that I work with benefit from a different approach to typical corporate coaching. Got to ask, did you pitch that to them, Claire? Did you kind of put that across and say, look, I'm going to develop all these new coaching skills on the outside world, which kind of won't cost you anything, but I'm going to bring them into play in the corporate environment? Did you have to have that conversation? Yeah, I had um, a change in boss and I never really knew where this relationship was going to go. But thankfully, she'd um, invest the time in her own personal development. So understood coaching, understood um, NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. So when I started to share with her what my passion is, we hit it off straight away. And I think she saw that as an ideal opportunity to tap into that resource. And as a result, has um, presented lots of opportunities for me to develop and grow within that role, as well as running my coaching practice alongside and there be no conflict of interest. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, I'm sure there are going to be lots of young mums just like you listening to this that are actually in a corporate career but I've probably got aspirations to do something else. And Mm -hmm. you're an example of the fact that you can actually do both. Obviously, you need the employer to play that game with you and be prepared to do that, but living proof that that is possible. So that is the technical side of it. What was the driver, though, for you, Claire, behind deciding you wanted a coaching career and what type of coaching is it that you do? Okay, so about six years ago, after the birth of my second son, um, I went back to work after six months because financially I needed to, and it was just too soon. 
and didn't have a supportive boss at that time. She believed that I should just be able to come back off maternity leave and step back into the role that I left. But in such a short space of time, there'd been so much change. And I just had a complete confidence crisis and did something that I'd not done in all of my working career and just went off sick. And during that time, I used sort of 12 weeks to understand who I was, what I was about, and coaching helped me on that journey. Mm. And so my niche really found me. So my niche is confidence and leadership coaching. So through having a lack of confidence at that time and finding it again within the space of 48 hours and really learning to understand myself. I now use that knowledge to understand others. And I wanted to fight against leadership coaching, but that's what I've known for the last 27 years and that's what I'm good at. Mm. I just needed to find that confidence to embrace that, to accept that that was my niche and Mm. follow that it's fascinating, Claire. I'm, I'm nodding my head because I had a eureka moment about six years ago. <clears throat> Mine was bizarre. I was just literally tra- travelling back from a conference where I'd been doing some filming and I bought uh, a CD to listen to to fill the time on the journey home. And I won't kind of bore you with the detail. Short of saying, the guy on the CD started talking about life philosophy and asking the question, what is your life philosophy? And I don't know why I was probably really listening at that mo- moment in time. And suddenly I thought, you know what, I've never even thought about that question, but it's a pretty important question. And I went on weeks after to say to people, what's your life philosophy? And people were looking at me like, well, I've never even thought about that. I spent some time thinking about it and got to a similar place to you in that I decided what was important to me and what I wanted to to do. So is that kind of what happened in that window of time? You kind of self-analyzed yourself and what you wanted from your life and, and came out with, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think one of the most powerful exercises that I did was establish what my own values were. Mm. And I tried to fight some of those values because security was one of them and I didn't want security to be one of them. I wanted it to be exciting things like freedom and um, having free spirit. But now I accept that security is important and my family are the driving force in all I do Mm. I live my life as my true authentic self but it makes my decision making easier Mm. because all the decisions that I make have my values at the heart of everything that I do and that's fascinating I'm sure any people listening to this who will have an opportunity to contact you and buy your services frankly for want of a better way of putting it they'll go through a very interesting journey when when you take them down that path because it is really enlightening now when I do things like this interview for example and lots of the things that I do on the edge of business I know what my motivation is for doing it I know what it gives me and that's where you've got to isn't it you kind of focused on what you wanted and what it was going to give you and what you your why was why you were doing it yeah lovely story yeah so this coaching you've obviously been very successful at it because in 2016 you were given a prestigious coaching award tell me more about that Yeah, in 2016, I was awarded the Executive Coach of the Year with the Coaching Academy. Uh, It's annual awards that they do, and it's open to all coaches who are qualified. And I submitted my nomination for the award, and I was absolutely blown away by 
you know, the comments that I got because it was a really special year. I'd worked really hard in the corporate world, launching my Ignite programme, writing my book, sharing the success stories of people who had been through that programme and just to be recognised for the contribution that I'd made to the corporate world was really exciting and heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Now, to top up that coaching award, you then went on to write a book, which I think is a, an amazing achievement. I mean, there's many people out there that I know, me included. I write lots of articles that get published, but I've never actually written a book that I could classically call a book. But you've managed to do that. Tell me about that book. So 18 months ago, I started my journey in writing a book and I employed a coach to help me write it because I needed an expert. And I wrote about a team that I took on a journey of self-discovery. So they were all disengaged employees um, who I was challenged to reignite them back into the business or if they weren't to be reignited back into the business were to leave the business and so it was a win-win for the organization either way Mm. and that 12 weeks was a huge success because all nine of them were re-engaged back into the business that that then gave me the motivation to think you know what I've got something special here something that I can share with the world um, because how many other teams have disengaged employees and as a leader don't even know where to begin so that was my why for writing my book that if I could just help one leader help one disengaged employee to reignite their passion for what they do then that would be a success and I also wanted something where my family could say specifically my boys this is my mum and this is her book and I'm really proud of her um, and look what she's managed to do as well as being here for, for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, well, it's, um, it's an astonishing story to actually take nine disengaged employees and get every single one of them to be re-engaged and rejuvenated, let's say. How challenging was that to actually get nine different characters who were disengaged to all become more motivated again and more into the business yeah it was a huge challenge because they all came from different teams some of them didn't even know why they'd been brought into the team others knew it was because they were underperforming or they'd got a really what was deemed as a bad attitude others were they've not been successful in a promotion and they've just thrown the teddies out of the pram and it was just having those open and honest conversations and reflect back what you see hear, and feel on a daily basis and to get them to take some accountability and responsibility for their actions and the decisions that they make in life and it was once we started the coaching journey and I really started to tap in to the thoughts and the feelings and linked that to the behaviours that's then when I started to see the change and I suppose it was a different approach because it was more of an holistic approach so Mm. why do you do the things that you do why do you get out of bed in the morning and come to a place that you're quite clearly unhappy with Mm. and once they'd understood their why Mm the whole thought process changed and then the performance started to improve because happy employees who were engaged equals happy customers equals a thriving business. 
So tell me, how did you deal with that in terms of the dynamics? Did you deal with the individuals one-on-one or did you do it as a team? A little bit both. There were some individuals that I needed to have more open and honest conversations with on a regular basis. There were some people who naturally budded up together mm. within the team and it was quite interesting to see them go through the forming stages of a team where they were all just pleasant to each other um, to then as time went on they all became more open and honest with each other and would reflect back what they were seeing feeling and hearing to then get them to actually perform and be really, really supportive. So it was quite interesting to watch the dynamics of the team because some were in it just clearly for themselves and what they could get out of it. Mm. Others really wanted to to bond as a team and, and eventually make it a success. Now tell me, without spoiling the book, because obviously we want people to buy it, yeah. um, so we're talking about it at a kind of veneer level. Were there any trouble causes amongst the nine? I, I know you wouldn't tell me who they were now, but were yeah. they? And... Did they try and kind of rub that negativity off onto other team members? Because, you know, I've had in my career 25 people reporting to me at different times or six people, three people. And I know what team dynamics can be like. Did you encounter that amongst these nine? Um, Not really amongst those nine. I think some of them was in shock to start off with. Mm. And then once they saw one person get on the bus... Others decided to get on the bus. I think the most challenging one was the team member that I put in from my own team because they just clearly didn't understand why they were there. They viewed themselves as the top performer within the team. But this was the one that had recently not been given a promotion and was very much childlike behaviour. And I needed him just to step back up and be the bigger person and be the adult. Sounds like a fascinating read. I mean, obviously, obviously I've had the privilege of reading it, but I would, I would encourage people to actually read it, particularly if you're in certain professions. So that brings us on to the audience. You know, who is the book really written for? What is your ideal person who should buy that and get a benefit from it, do you think? Okay, so my ideal person would be anybody in a leadership role, whether you've got a small team or a big team. Yeah. So definitely in the corporate world. I think it would it's useful for small businesses. Again, if if you are the director or the owner of that business and you've got a small team to understand how you can get the best out of that team but also if you're just somebody who's interested in your own personal development and you want to understand yourself better so that you can have more fulfilling relationships so that you can achieve some of your own aspirations and maybe you know you're lacking in confidence and I know that when you're lacking in confidence you don't always go out and seek that help because You haven't got the confidence to go out and get that help. So I'm hoping that by buying a book, gives somebody who was lacking confidence a little bit of encouragement to then go out and seek the help that they need to to achieve the dream. So the answer to that question is that it has a kind of a perfect target audience in a leader or someone who's managing a, a small or a large company. But what you're saying, I think, is that anyone could read it and and take value from the story that's in it. Yes. Brilliant. As I, I mean, I've known you for quite some time now, Claire. I mean, you came to a unique network event, seemed like four or five years yeah. ago now, and you were, even then I thought, you know, this, this lady's interesting, so I've kind of followed your journey. I think we've probably become friends in that process. And I think I'm qualified to say that 
I see in front of me a, a young mum who's t- taken control of, of a life and have now in control of your own career path. And in your case, that is doing the corporate stuff and your own stuff. How would you describe the journey if you were summing it up of your life over the last few years? I think it's been a transformational journey. Um, Somebody once described it as, I've seen you turn from a caterpillar into a butterfly. Mm. And that was the nicest thing that somebody said to me. Yeah. Because that is what coaching is all about, is taking somebody on that transformational journey and you choosing to take control of your own life and in pursuit of your own happiness and your own well-being. So as well as clarity in your future path, one of the issues that you'd had just after you'd had your child was this lack of confidence. Yeah. Is that a thing of the past now? I still sometimes have my moments. Yeah. Um, when I step outside that comfort zone and you get the butterflies in your stomach and the sweaty palms, but I also have that inner voice that says, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And don't ever look back. This is all about your own personal growth, mm-hmm. which is one of my key motivators and drivers. Now, let's just spend a little moment or two talking about the type of services that you can offer to clients. Mm-hmm. So if people were to contact you, specifically what type of things are you able to offer them? So I can offer people one-to-one coaching. Yeah. Um, and normally I would recommend anything up to six sessions yeah. and they can be as frequent as what the client needs. We normally start to see traction after about three or four sessions. I also um, do offer workshops now for people um, and that's great to do some group coaching but sometimes that's not personal and unique enough for those um, one-to-one sessions and then I still work with small businesses that can be from people who are starting out to people who are well established and then still coaching in the corporate world um, but specifically coaching with leaders and their teams. Okay that's where you are now that's what you offer now what can we expect to see from you in the months and years ahead? I'd love to build on the success of my book and I'd love to think that that's the springboard into other organisations and eventually I do want to make that leap of faith and move from employed and self-employed to purely self-employed and so it's just about continuing to network, Mm. continuing to enhance that database of clients that I've got as well as meet new people um, to offer bespoke services for them. Um, I've also been shortlisted for Life Coach of the Year again this year so I will find out in November whether I'm going to be able to add that accolade to my award of last year. Excellent. So anyone listening to this that's been intrigued by just part of your story and I would encourage people to actually buy your book. So two things. One, How can people buy your book? Let's start with that first of all. Yeah, so my book's available in paperback or on Kindle on Amazon. And you just need to look for Empowering Employee Engagement, How to Ignite Your Team. And it pops up straight away. I've got to ask you, and I should have asked this earlier, how challenging was it to find the discipline to write a book? extremely challenging and there were days where I could have quite easily just ripped it up and scrapped it and it did impact on family life and I had to decide that this is short-term pain for long-term gain and I couldn't have done it without the support of Martin and the kids and their understanding of why I was doing what I was doing so there was times where I just used to take myself off and say I now need three hours where I've got invested writing time no interruption and what was the total writing period from start to finish 18 months wow in total okay. i don't feel so bad now yeah. 
about my my attempts. So that's the book. People can get it on on Amazon, Kindle. And how about your coaching work, your one-to-one stuff, your team stuff, your workshops? How can people find out more about that and book you should they wish to? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook. So I've got my business Facebook page set up as Ascendo Coaching and Training. Just spell that for me. A-double-C-E-N-D-O. I knew, but listeners won't. Yeah, okay. And then my website is www.ascendocoaching.co.uk. And people can also find me on LinkedIn as well as Claire Cahill. Claire Cahill, I have a feeling that we'll be talking again about some other achievement and we'll continue to follow your your story in the months and years ahead. Thank you for making time for us tonight. No, thank you. My thanks to Claire Cahill, a delightfully positive, focused and happy business coach, author and, most importantly, young mum. Be sure to listen out for examples of other happy people in life and in business on future episodes of the Happy Secret Podcast. Until next time, you've been listening to David Lilly. Thank you. Listening to the Happy Secret Podcast and everything about happiness. Your host is David Lilly.